You're listening to the Best Box Podcast, where we talk about how to build healthy businesses and communities in the digital era. Hosted by tech entrepreneurs Tony Holbrook and Nicole Moore, and produced by photographer and musician Jake Warren, we share insights on how to connect, serve, and grow so you can thrive as a digital entrepreneur. All right, everybody, welcome back to this week's episode of the Best Box Podcast. We're excited today. We have myself and Tony here, and our guest today, Chloe Gregory, uh, who is um, one of our campus nutrition coaches, but she's here today to talk about her experience. She just competed at the semifinals in Australia for CrossFit. Um, so welcome, hey. Chloe. Yeah, thank you. So exciting. Yay. I, I spent with the time change. I'm not, I spent, like I said, I messaged you. I tried to be up as many nights as I could at like 1 a.m., 2 a.m., trying yeah. to convince people to watch it with me. Uh, yeah, it was super inspiring to watch. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I, I didn't stay up late. I, I watched the first thing in the morning, though. <laughs> we just watched it the next day and, like, like that's totally fine. I don't know any different. You could have told me you stayed up. I <laughs> That's awesome. So, Chloe, why don't you just tell us a little bit about who you are and um, what you do? Yeah, sure. So, um, I've been, I'm obviously originally from New Zealand, so that's why I was competing in the Torian Pro. So, that's the Oceania um, semifinal. I've been in Canada, though, specifically in Vancouver for, it'll be seven years in July. Originally, I just came over on a two-year working visa just to travel a different part of the world, get out of New Zealand, and um, still here somehow. So, yeah, went through yeah a big uh, career change, I guess, as well. Uh, moved more into focus on doing more in fitness, especially over COVID. There was a little bit more time for things like that and to really focus on what I wanted to do and um, just kind of went for it over the last year. Um, yeah, I'm, uh, I've always been into sport though, so it's always been something that I've wanted to do. Um, I've never not been active and CrossFit was just a great outlet for it when I got kind of stuck at the gym when I'd show up there for like three hours and do maybe like two sets of lunges and a set of strip press <laughs> and walk around trying to decide what else I wanted to do. So yeah, and that's when I decided to try CrossFit with them. Um, one of my old flatmates, mm. and it was great. You could do so much in an hour. Who knew? Awesome. <laughs> right? I feel like everyone that works goes to, like, a regular gym experience is that. You're like, you walk around, try to figure out what to do. There's, like, people on the machines you want to use, and you're there for a long time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for sure. One, one set of something, and I was like, oh, I'm tired. I'm sick of that. That hurt too much. Let's do something else. <laughs> I love it. Awesome. Can, I, can I ask, Chloe, I actually don't know what you did before your fitness career. What were you doing before that when you said you transitioned a bit? Yeah, so I worked for um, at like Joey Restaurant. So I worked for in the procurement team out of the head office. So for five years, I did uh, product sourcing and um, yeah, for the grocery uh, produce and disposable items. I've always kind of been in the food industry. So in New Zealand, I did um, logistics and shipping. Um, I did quality assurance, um, raw material, like ingredient sales. Um, yeah, a whole range of things, but always kind of like a nine to five job. And I just yeah. it had enough of, I am not one to sit down all day. So 
Did I know you have a nutrition background. And so did you mm-hmm. get into the nutrition because of your work in like the food service or was it you got into food and that area because you were interested in it from the nutrition side? Yeah, like um, actually like way back when I went to university. So I studied food science at university. And at the start, I was, wanted to do something like dietetics. And my dad was like, oh, you don't want a job like that. You don't want to work in a hospital or you don't want to be a nutritionist because it comes to time where people are trying to cut back on money and you'll be the first to go. Mm. So he's like, mate, why don't like try something else in the food industry? So I uh, went into more food science. And I'm glad I did because I uh, had like a lot of great experiences with that. Mm. Um, and I don't think working in a hospital would would have been for me either or something more clinical. Um, and then I kind of re got into it when I was doing CrossFit and a girl at our gym had started kind of tracking, uh, macros and had a nutrition coach and had great results. And I was like, huh, I want like, I want like, I want to be like that. I don't want, I don't want her to be better than me. So, um, I also then got a nutrition coach and like, I found it so interesting every week at my check-ins, like learning mm-hmm. about like just learning about everything like it wasn't just about tracking macros it was about like your sleep your energy and like the funny thing that like if you eat more you're actually going to do better and you got like actually looked better when I ate more than when I did when I ate less and I just found it really interesting and it kind of sparked my passion that way and I was kind of getting a bit bored of the same thing like I'd been at Joey probably like four years at that stage and I just wanted to do something additional for me and so yeah I did a a couple of nutrition courses just in my spare time and um, one of the courses you had to have three kind of guinea pig clients where you would um, coach them for three months and then they just wanted to stay on and then it kind of just built from there and yeah cool very cool here I am I know in like small world I feel like such a small connection that I remember Chris sharing with me my now ex but he's saying oh at work I have this like purchaser Chloe that like whenever we talk on the phone she's so lovely she's into CrossFit blah 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 and then I think it was like coincidental that we ended up connecting about you coming to be a nutrition coach I'm like this person applied he's like that's the person I've been telling you about so (laughs) it's like a small world in the produce world and then CrossFit world and how that's all all connected for sure but um that's awesome so if we rewind a little bit Chloe like with Mm -hmm. your competitive CrossFit were you doing um competing as a competitive athlete when I didn't realize actually that you had also been here for seven years I thought it was less than that so um were you competing as a competitive athlete back at home or how did that CrossFit competitive athlete um journey start for you no when I did CrossFit at home I was a pretty beginner so when I first started I was using like the big fat bands for pull-ups and um all of that and I just kind of did it for fun I definitely was not competitive. I did some team competitions. One competition, I did an event, and I got carried the whole competition because it was male-female peers, and I couldn't carry him. So he had to carry me for the whole 12-minute workout. So that was the easiest workout I've ever done. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, in no way was I competitive. Like, I obviously did the community competitions, and that's what Mm -hmm. I loved about it. Like, it didn't really matter what you came. You still had fun. Um, and then when I came here, initially I started back up, like I hadn't been doing CrossFit for a couple of years. I'd been traveling and then I'd moved home and I didn't want to join a gym because 
you always have such a great community feel and I didn't want to make friends and uh, and I didn't <laughs> then I wouldn't want to leave home so I didn't want to commit to that so I uh when I moved to Vancouver then I joined a CrossFit gym and again like I didn't start competitively like I did some local competitions at our gym mm -hmm. uh, but always just for fun and I never really expected like I never in like even earlier at the start of this year, I never would have expected to make it to semifinals. It was always just for me. And it's always been just a personal thing because I like seeing myself improving and I like feeling like I'm getting better um, rather than it being a, a goal that I want to achieve. It's just more the day-to-day -day thing that kind of kept me going. Um, and like I'd only before semifinals, I'd only ever done one individual competition before that. I'd only ever done team competitions and more because someone else had organized it and I was just along for the ride. <laughs> but and I know I don't think I you I don't think I'd ever say that I was ever the strongest on the team either. Like and so yeah. Cool. That's badass. <laughs> <laughs> I, I and I felt that I'm like we meet every couple of weeks, and I know that you've spent a lot of time in your recovery and training this year. Um, but I was like, and when I like saw you like competing, I was like, she's like really good. Like I feel like you're so humble, and you're just like, yeah, I train, and like that's what everyone things, says, and I have a good time. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah, that's so, what everyone says at the gym. They're like, you wouldn't even know because you're just like, oh yeah, like I do it like for fun. Like I would, like I work out sometimes. <laughs> right, totally. And I was like, I don't know how to say that with with um, not sounding like you don't take it seriously because you do, but you're just so like easygoing about it. So, um, congratulations for making it uh, where you did this year with that mindset. It's really cool to hear that. You know, I think a lot of people are probably in in a competitive space or in it to be competitive, and it's cool that your story is a little bit more about like yourself which I think kind of connects to this mm -hmm. next piece um of I think when we first met you had very quickly after that had a pretty um crazy injury and going through what that injury was and then the recovery you've made over the last year in itself has been really inspirational so yeah that'd be um cool if you could share a little bit about what you went through a year ago and what that was like yeah, sure. And that's also kind of why it was a big surprise because, um, so yeah, before Christmas, like it would have been three days before Christmas, I was doing a workout that I wasn't meant to do um, and they uh, <laughs> ruptured my Achilles. So um, yeah, I was doing rebounding box jumps. So never rebound any of your box jumps. And um, yeah, I had surgery on it. So you get the option if you want to have surgery or not. Um, for me personally and like the, where I wanted to go and what I wanted to do with it and the, the surgeon that I had, um, it was kind of a no brainer to do surgery. So I had mm. that two weeks after I ruptured it. So they need to do it pretty fast. Otherwise it starts healing itself again. Um, which is crazy. It blows my mind that it can just reattach and be fine. Um, really? Yeah, so you don't actually have to have surgery. You can just not wait there for about 12 weeks and apparently it just, it's good to go. Well, not good to go, but, you know, it just matches <laughs> somehow. Um, anyway, uh, so that was, yeah, so I had surgery the very start of January and I couldn't put any weight on it, obviously, before surgery and then up until probably the end of January. 
So it'd been like a whole month. And then the physio, so I saw a physio maybe once or twice a week. It was quite a lot at the start. And I was in, I was then told to there to yeah, start weight bearing. So I got put in a moon boot with a whole lot of wedges. So think of like the highest mm. high heel wedge. Um, and then you've got to start walking on that. And slowly over like, it was probably a few months, two, three months, they take out like a, a little bit, maybe like half an inch at a time. And it's slowly like re, so it slowly like re-stretches out your calf muscle and your tendon so that then it's tight again. Because at the start, you can like hardly move it. And so then, they, yeah, they're slowly stretching it um, back out again. Um, <laughs> Tony, you look queasy over there. You all right? <laughs> I, I don't deal well with these things at all. I'm, I'm impressed that you were able to just like move through that and even continue to train through all that. Yeah, well, it was a lot of upper body, which in hindsight is probably best for me. So I always, um, all through like school, I guess, like I'd always been like a runner or um I'd never done anything upper body so my upper body strength was always quite a bit weaker than my lower body strength so like my gymnastics was obviously weaker so it gave me like a good three months where all I could do was upper body like for the first month and a half I couldn't even sweat too much because I couldn't get my stitches infected so it was all bodybuilding upper body type stuff and I had to really take a step back from um anything like super crossfitty um i mean as soon as i got the go ahead that i could do stuff in my moon boot i would like i can start doing like strict ring muscle ups or um i even started doing toaster bar but more with like one leg um and but i could never do um well like i could ski but my foot my leg my knee always had to be on a bench so i was standing on my good leg and my other leg would be on a bench um, same with the barbell, like I go through like times I'm like, oh, I just need to touch a barbell again because everything was dumbbells and like, and so like, I just want to do a clean. I just want to do a snatch. And so I'd have to like stand on a, like, stand on the ground with my knee on a bench, like obviously just with an empty barbell because you can't really use hips and everything much. Um, so anyway, that was probably until I think the first time I did, I've got a video of me doing like snatches with an empty barbell standing on both feet still in a moon boot though um and that was probably end of march start of april last year so 2021 um and then by like april then i was out and walking <laughs> in two shoes so that was it probably took four months before i was back in a couple of shoes um, and then again, I had to start from the start. So my calf muscle looked like my forearm. Um, and so I pretty much did four. My physio made me do four times a day. I had to do four sets of 10 calf raises on my mm. bad foot. So I did a whole, like, just did calf raises whole life. Uh, it felt <laughs> like. But also a lot of the time, so I was lucky I had access to a gym. So I used... Um, BFR, so like blood flow restriction training. I used that a lot at the start. So you put like a cuff around the top of my leg that it had surgery on. And I would do um, leg extensions and hamstring curls on that leg um, just to kind of do whatever I could. 
when that calf, when I could start using that calf, um, I'd use a leg press machine to kind of do calf raises on the the weaker yeah. setting. Um, and I've got all videos of this, which is so cool now when I look back at how weak my leg was. But um, And then mobility was actually the biggest thing because it was so mm. tight and I had to re-stretch it out. It took me ages to be able to, like I think deadlift was the first thing that I could do like normally. And then I could transition into like back uh, box squats. I couldn't do a back squat because I didn't have the mobility for that. Um, so I did a lot of box squats. Um, it probably wasn't until maybe six, seven, eight months that I could kind of do all the lifting things again. Mm -hmm. And even then it was lighter because my calf was so weak. So when I do like even just, you know, fully like triple extension on your cleans, like you, I couldn't get or I'd favor my right calf over my left calf. Um, but so I guess like all that's also why I never expected to go to semifinals because pretty much all my training from January up until maybe September last year was just focused on trying to get one leg, my, my left leg up to the same kind of speed as my right leg again. Um, and it still takes a lot of time. Like I really, I still have to think, like if I'm ever skipping, I have to think about using my left leg. Otherwise I'll just use my right leg. Um, mm. And like little things like jumping into a pool, I'll still jump in just with my right leg and lift my leg, like my, lift my left leg up. So there's still like adaptions that like my body still is trying to protect those mm. types of things. So it's mm. all, um, yeah, starting to learn how to do it again. And again, like it was just purely, I just wanted to have both legs like as good as each other. I wasn't training to make it to yeah, semifinals or quarterfinals or do well in CrossFit. I was just training because I wanted to have two legs that look the same when they ran or look the same when I walked or weren't, wasn't half the size of the other leg. You, you were ready to get rid of that shower. I remember you had like a shower. You're like, I have to get a thing for like seniors to like. <laughs> yeah, I had to sit in the shower because I wasn't allowed to stand in the shower. And yeah, it's all that was your... that. Uh, yeah, it was hard. Do you, think... I, you know what? If I ever did it again, I think I'd go home and be like, mom, look after me. Yeah. <laughs> do you think that taking a step back in the training maybe ultimately helped you get to semis and Tori and pro in that level? Or do you think you would have got there sort of on your own? Like, Yeah. And I think for two ways, like the first way, because it made me take a step back from like the CrossFit, like mentality and the fact that I needed to like do a workout every day or like strength every day. And it took me back to like, just working on my upper body strength so that my upper body got so much stronger so then that translated to my gymnastics which then also translated to when you do it in a workout because I didn't break down in the middle of a workout because I couldn't do any more ring muscle ups because my technique was terrible because my arms were too tired um so that definitely and then also when I came back to training like my physio helped me like like he was great with like um exercises to get my calf stronger but in terms of like crossfit programming so i had a coach at the time but i didn't feel like or and he didn't like help me enough so he told me just to like add my own calf stuff to it or and had never had that type of injury so hadn't 
couldn't didn't really know how to program for me or I didn't feel like it was the best that I could get um so that's when I looked for a new coach um and found a guy in Australia in June last year and like I've had multiple people even my brother um before I went to Torian I was dropping him home one day and he's like do you think you would have made it to semi-finals if you like hadn't got Matt as your coach and I was like, I don't know. I've never thought about that. And he's like, yeah, I don't think he would have. So I think that was a big part of it too. And he was great with like mobility exercises, building mm. up the single leg strength, um, really just kind of put more time into it and more understanding. Um, and yeah, I think I improved like way more in that, like the last half of last year than mm. I had for ages. Yeah. Awesome. Just a Some, different set of eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Matt, Matt, the coach is the is is part of it, and then just maybe a reset. Yeah. Yeah. So I think yeah, yeah taking a step back, and yeah, working on your weaknesses without getting distracted, because it's easy to be like, oh, you know what, my upper body strength is leading me down. I'm just going to spend a month or two on that. It's easy to do that for a week, and they be like, oh, I miss working out. I miss getting sweaty. Whereas I couldn't yeah. do that because I couldn't do that. Yeah, so yeah. I had no choice but to do that. And, and really, um, now you as a coach, you have that experience of uh, actually buying into doing something different for a period of time and seeing what those results could be from like a, a high level of performance, right? That yeah. if you actually put your time into that thing, it can it can work on those weaknesses quite a bit. Yeah, exactly. And I know like a lot of people at the gym were like, oh, we're so impressed. Like you can't even like I went, I was going around the gym on a scooter, like a little mini scooter. <laughs> because I couldn't walk and so I'd put everything in my basket like my weights in my basket <laughs> skate over to my and, um and like, oh, it's so cool that you've like you come in and you do this and I'm like well it was also COVID right so if I didn't come in I'd be sitting at home thinking about how crappy it was that I couldn't work out because of my injury and dwelling on that and not seeing any of my friends because I'm sitting at home dwelling on my injury and being sad for myself so I wanted to go to the gym because I wanted to see everyone. Um, and it kind of, it was like your escape. I don't want to sit at home all day and like, it's just a big downward spiral. So I also wanted to go to the gym because that was my one social time. Because with COVID, mm. you couldn't have people over and you couldn't like, you know, you could only see six people at a time. But um, so I wanted to go to the gym. It wasn't like ever really a mm. question for me to sit at home. Like the first couple of days after I did my foot, I obviously didn't go to the gym and couldn't train. And after like three days, I was like, oh, I need to go back to the gym. I need to do something. <laughs> like I can't, I can't do this. Oh, oh yeah. And I, I feel like the uh, a physical recovery that is this long is probably also challenging on your mindset. Um, it sounds like you have that close community, but yeah. um how can how did like how did the gym owners at your gym as well as your fellow trainers and coaches there um kind of support you through recovery yeah you know what that's what i actually say to most people even though it sucked physically physically it never actually hurt like my apart from after i had surgery when my painkillers worn off but it was actually way more of a mental struggle because you have good days and then you watch everyone doing like the CrossFit Open last year. So before that, uh, that's what I was training towards because I really wanted to make it to quarterfinals or semifinals. So I'd trained all year for that and then I did my injury. And it doesn't really rub in until I watch people do 
like the first open workout and I'm like oh like this is it like I'm not doing it like and that's mm. it's way more challenging mentally and no one can understand or like understands you know what people are going through um so it was yeah way more challenging mentally than it ever was physically and yeah and the gym, gym owners were great they were and my fellow classmates like I'd be going around the scooter and they'd be like hey like do you want me to put your equipment away do you want me to get your stuff out People would like message me and be like, what are you doing tomorrow? I'll join you tomorrow if you like, if you want some company and like, mm. and that's what's great about CrossFit. And like when I first did it, like I had cards, people bought me ice cream, like, you know, like people like just trying to make you feel better about it and uh, support you through your recovery. Like even days where I'm doing, just going and do like a whole lot of calf stuff. Like um, people would be like, like, what are you doing today? Do you want me to come in and join you? And just like really good at like even though I was doing the most boringest stuff that they probably didn't need to do they'd still like welcome me and like yeah want to do it with me instead of being like oh, I'm not doing that like that's far too easy um it just made you feel more included and less like you had this injury that sucked because you were still working out with people rather than by yourself mm -hmm. um and yeah the gym owners were great like in terms of like after surgery covering shifts like you know saying like hey like if you need anything let us know like because at the start I obviously I used to walk to work all the time or bike to work and I couldn't do either so like offering to like drive me or um it's just all those little things like mm. bring me any if something um like after my surgery, they were like, like so many people were like, "How are you getting home after surgery?" Because they know that I don't have family here. Um, like, how are you getting home after surgery? I can pick you up. Like, what time? And just things like that. Like, wasn't even just in the gym, but outside of the gym as well. Um, so yeah, just being more understanding too uh, was great. Even when I was coaching classes, like, you know, I'm half coaching because I'm trying to show everyone a squat, but obviously I can't squat and. Uh, things like that, just people, and it takes me longer to set things up, longer to put things away and people being patient with me instead of just being like, ah, you know what, Chloe can't coach. So like, I also got off cleaning for a little bit as well. So that was great. Hey, that's all right. You'll take that one. <laughs> oh, that sounds like really good support during that. And then kind of with that as well in the competitive athlete uh, part of it, like, what can a gym owner do to support a competitive athlete in their training needs? Whether that's, you know, not, you know, a lot of, a lot of gyms are more community based. Um, I don't know how many competitive other athletes are kind of in your space as well, but um, how can a gym support an athlete in, in their, you know, development as a competitive athlete? Um, and what's kind of been your experience with that? Uh, well, I think I'm really lucky. So the gyms that I work at have good open gym time as well. So letting people and providing space for people to come in and do their own thing as well as classes um, is great rather than looking down on that side of stuff, just being open and not being like, hey, you're here for one hour, you've got to get out, like just being more realistic about things like that. Um, I also had at like another gym I work at like, People being like, you know, like, do you need, like, how can we support you? Do you need yeah. us to take some of your classes off your hands just for, like, a couple of months? Um, like, or what can we do to support you? Like, do we need to, is there any equipment that you really need? So 
like uh, one of the gym owners brought out his old, like I didn't have a drag, like a thick skipping rope. So he brought out his old boxing rope to like help me try and like, um, like mimic a drag rope instead of, you know, purchasing like me having to purchase one. Um, and I think also like community is a great thing. So allowing like once a week we have like a competitors class. So like mm. it doesn't have to be like super different programming, but just more of a class where like the focus is more like uh, something more similar to like a workout where you can really be pushed by people. Cause as much as it's great working out by myself, like having a training, good training partner is also really important as well. Cause you're not going to feel like training every day. I'm not, you're not going to feel like pushing yourself every day. Not that you have to push yourself any day, but every day, but it's just nice to have someone to share the experience with. So having a gym that allows like, yeah, people to come in, a couple of people to come in and do their open gym workouts together or a class once a week where it's just maybe like a couple of longer workouts or like it doesn't even have to be that different from regular programming, but maybe the focus is more like, hey, this is the one class a week where you like, we want you to push a bit harder or um, try a bit harder or whatever. It was just, it's great to have like a space where it's supportive too. Awesome. Awesome. Um, well, with that, then I would love to kind of jump into your experience, even when you uh, were in the quarterfinals and realized you made it to the semifinals and what that was like. I know I saw a lot of, um, well, definitely, by the way, share your Instagram. Uh, if you want to go back and see you doing ring muscle ups in your boot and all of that, they can find that there. But I remember you, you know, sharing about getting to the semifinals and that your family was going to meet you there and all of that. So I'd love to hear a little bit about realizing that's what was next and then what that training was like leading up to that and yeah, mm -hmm. all that. Yeah. So I initially thought, you know, I'm going to do quarterfinals because I'd put a lot of time into training this year. I was like, okay, I'll do quarterfinals and then I'm going to like lay off the training a little bit and really focus on building my business and um, work more. And then I did. <laughs> so with quarterfinals, there were three cutoffs. So the first, the first two workouts were due Friday at um at lunchtime and so at friday at lunchtime put the workouts in uh, had put the scores in and then my friend texts me and he's like hey you're 26 or something like that like late 20s because you have to be the top 30 and i was like oh wow like what a fluke and then um <laughs> and then it rolls around and there's a couple of workouts due at 12 o'clock on saturday and then at one o'clock someone texts me because they'd been after comp class and like hey, you're like 14th now, like, or something like that. And it was just like, oh, like, crap. Like, I never expected it. So going into quarterfinals, I think I was like 32nd or something like that. Um, but, and then I was like, oh, even if I made it, I wouldn't go. It's so far away. Like, I'm not going to get very far anyway. Like, it's just for fun. And then after the weekend, yeah, I think I finished in 14th. And I was like, oh, wow. And I was like, oh, well, like, that was fun. And then everyone's like, oh, you're going to go? I'm like, no, I'm not sure. I uh, like, <laughs> it's such a long, like, way to go. And, like, and everyone was like, you have to go, like, not just because it's, you know, semifinals, but they're like, it would be, it's such a great experience. Like, and like, uh, like Tia was going and Kara was going. And so all like the best, like, females in the world. And, um, 
So I was like, the more I thought about it, and then I rang up my parents and I was talking to my mom about it. And because I'm 32, so I'm not getting younger. So a lot of CrossFit athletes are, you know, late, early 20s. So they have next year, they have the year after, they're still getting better. I'm not, I'm 32, I'm probably getting, my body's getting older, like not, not closer to its prime. It's kind of moving away from its prime for CrossFit, competitive CrossFit. And so I was talking to my mom about it and I was like, yeah, I don't like, who knows like where I will be in 33. Like, like my body would probably be slower and creakier in a year than it is now. So mom's like, well, maybe we'd come across, like if you were going to go, I think your sister would go because Olivia, my sister was just all for it. As soon as I got in, she's like, all right, I'm going to book flights to Brisbane um and <laughs> the whole time she's like you only live once you gotta do she was booking them before you even committed <laughs> she booked her flights before i booked my flights um <laughs> that's commitment uh, yeah and uh and then my mom was like yeah well, i think just your dad's gonna go and then apparently everyone was like no gail like that's my mom's name like you've gotta go you've gotta go to this um and so i think it took me a week after quarterfinals and I was like you know what like I think I'll do it so training wasn't actually too much different I think I had maybe a week after quarterfinals though I um it was, I found it really hard to push and try and work out for like two weeks I had to really mm -hmm. kind of ease back for a couple of weeks and do more strength stuff because I just could not be bothered <laughs> and, which was like then I was like oh crap like should I be going to semi-finals if I'm like I don't even want to work out anymore um <laughs> I think I had half a week off I think I text Matt and I was like I can't do this anymore like I need to I need to have I need to do something for fun like I'm sick of because when you're training especially at this time of the year it's doing like I was still either doing like conditioning or I was still training my weaknesses and I'm like I just yeah. need to feel like I'm good at something I just need to feel like I'm gonna win something I'm sick of being bad so uh, <laughs> uh apart from that glitch it was it was pretty similar so I work out like five times a week uh one day a week I do I did two sessions a day but most of the time it was just once a week uh, I mean once a day five times a week um once a week I wish and uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it wasn't like training wasn't too different, but um, yeah, that was kind of the lead up to semifinals. Yeah. Awesome. And then when you got there, um, I know you were there for a little bit of time before. I know you were mm -hmm. training at some different gyms. What was that like getting there and training um, prior to the semifinals? It was so cool. So I think I arrived there on a Sunday in the semifinals were the following like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And so Australia are like going into winter and not, we're like coming into summer. So I rock up at like, we Matt and I show up at the gym the next day and I'm just doing kind of an easy like reperfuse session. So more of just moving. So like three minute on the C2, two minutes rowing, one minute ski, all around like 120, 130 beats per minute. And then like a couple of minutes foam rolling. And I did that four times just to move. And uh, everyone in the gym ro is rocking up in sweatshirts and are, like, cold. And I am just sweating like anything. <laughs> and Matt comes over and he's like, you're not meant to be trying that hard. I was like, just chatting to him. I'm like, I'm not trying that hard. I just can't stop sweating. <laughs> like, this is hot. It's, like, 25 degrees. And it was, like, raining. So it was super humid. So my hair was, like, 
all like frizzy and like I just looked like a mess. <laughs> I was like, oh god, I don't know how I'm gonna like go it in, in like the crossfit, like in the workouts. I'm gonna be pouring with sweat, but it was uh, good. The week leading up wasn't too hard, so we did more like took parts of the workouts and worked on like movement efficiencies and that and mm. like speed of transitions or how something will feel after the other um, or did like half of the workout, um, like did some of the heavy yoke carries to know what that would feel like. Um, so it wasn't too much like we weren't in the gym for more than like an hour, an hour and a half each time, depending on how much oh. Matt talked to everyone. Um <laughs> And, um, yeah, so that was kind of the lead up to it. And then, yeah, the, the semifinals were crazy. Like I remember one workout on the first day. So it was the rope climb one, which I knew was going to be my worst one because I the year before I couldn't even do a legless rope climb. And then mm -hmm. I had 10. Um, and I remember like looking up into the stadium when I like failed my first one and I was like, oh, crap, I can't, I can't do any more. My fingers like ripped and so my fingertips were bleeding and I looked up and Matt's like up in the stand like trying to like mimic like how to like swing up onto the rope like use your hips and my mum's behind him like <laughs> <laughs> you don't need tips you just need this that's it <laughs> I'm just standing there like I can't do this anymore <laughs> Uh, and I'll never forget that, like just looking up into the stand and like seeing them there. And it was really cool because they've never, like my parents, my mom and dad, my dad have never really been exposed to CrossFit. So they'd never really, they'd never seen any of us do it. Um, and which is funny because a lot of my work now is around it. And my brother and my sister both do it. Um, and mom was always against like, don't lift heavy weights. I hope you're not lifting those heavy weights. Like all that kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> it was really cool for her to see and like seeing Tia and like not how she's not this huge, like, like she is really muscly and stuff, but she's not like this big, like an sumo wrestler looking lady that's, and just seeing how like, like her, like the first event had like, the, some like 15 ring muscle ups in it and everyone else was breaking it up and she did her 15 unbroken and my parents were like oh, that's amazing and like they just like loved it and loved the whole environment the whole atmosphere um and then like the following weekend it's like a side story the following weekend my brother and my sister did like just a local competition okay. um as a team and my parents were like, oh, yes, like, we'll come watch. We'll come watch. My sister's like, it's nothing like Chloe's competition. Like, <laughs> get, get those expectations down. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. That's so fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so it was great having them there. For sure. And, um, I mean, I feel like there's so many questions about, about the semifinals around any of the highlights of events, what it was like you know being on the competition floor with some of those those athletes um yeah, yeah. so some of yeah. the other highlights or stories you yeah. want to share i guess like the first the the craziest part was obviously warming up for the first event because okay. like this is like the first time i've ever seen like these people in person or anything like that and you're in the warm-up area and you're like look to the side and there's like tia doing like crossover symmetry and i'm like what the f like why like why 
why am I doing the same workout as her? Like, how how is this happening? And then you look yeah. over there, there's like Kara warming up, and then there's like, there's just, yeah, Ali Turner's over there, and you're like, this is like crazy. Like, I've seen these people on TV, and like, now they're like, they're real people. They're like, not just like, it's like machines that you see on YouTube. Um, yeah. And so that was really cool at the start. And then, like, walking out to your first event and there's, like, this huge arena, like, full. So Saturday and Sunday were sold out. So they were, like, just packed with people and hearing your name. And it was kind of, yeah, the second, like, it was only the second time I'd ever done an individual competition. So, like, those type of nerves. And, like, I learned a lot as myself as an athlete about, mm. like, you learn – I think like if I went back next year, I think you, you'd definitely be able to do better place-wise than you do mm. than I did the first year, just because you get so caught up in everything and like what other people are doing around you. And like normally I'm great at pacing, like I'm the best like pacer ever, but you just get so caught up in like workouts. Like I've never, ever blown up in a workout before. And we did the event four was um, two minutes on, two minutes off. Uh, your buy-in was like a 10 calorie echo bike yeah. oh, 15, 15 toes to, uh, 15 chest to bars 10 calorie echo bike and then in the remaining time of that two minutes you had to do as many power snatches as you could at 65 pounds and then if you got to 60 reps then you could run over the finish line and you didn't have to carry on so there was four rounds you had four rounds to do it and in my head so Matt and I had done it earlier that week and I'd done two rounds and I think I'd got 43 snatches and I was like, Oh sweet. I can do 17 in the last one. Uh, like, and I'm just going to do three rounds. So when I went into it, I was like, I'm just going to do three rounds. And I think I did like 23 snatches in the first one. And I was like, Oh, this is awesome. Like I've got this. And then by my second round, I think I was at 40 and I was like, Oh no, like shit. now I've got 20 to go on my third round. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go for it and do it. But I like you're, you're pretty tired by the end of it, and so I think I finished the third run. I just went for it. I was like, I knew I think with like 20 seconds to go that I wasn't gonna finish it, but I still like instead of slowing down like I should have, I still just kept going. You did. Your and cycling was like, we're like everyone stopping, like except Chloe. <laughs> and then because I was like, no, I don't. I can't do this again. I'm not doing a fourth round. This is not happening. <laughs> Like, if that was a class workout, I would have done three rounds and be like, fuck it. Like, this, like, yeah, I'm, <laughs> like, I'm not doing any more. Like, that's a workout. I'm done. And so I think I finished. I had four more or six more. I had six more to go. And um, I know it was 55 because I then I walked over back to my thing. I'm like, oh, my God, I've got five more. And I look up at Matt and he's like, just sprint it. Just sprint this brass round. You've only got five. And I was like, my arms are dead. Like, I can't, like, I don't think I can do another pull-up. Like, that's what I'm thinking in my head. I can't talk because I'm so out of breath. And I'm just yeah. sitting on the mat, like, I really don't want this, like, <laughs> this, this is the worst <laughs> minutes of my life. Like, I don't want to do this again. Because I went from doing, I think I did 20, yeah, 23 to, like, I don't know, like, 17 to 15. And then in my last round, I did two. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, Got off the bike, looked over at the clock, and I'm like, oh, I've got 15 seconds. So all the other rounds I had about five zero, like 50 seconds. I think I got off at like 
between a minute and a minute 10. And I got off at like a minute 45. And my sister was like, yeah, you were biking and then you stopped. And we're like, woo, she's done. And then you started again. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I just, I've never blown up in a workout before. And I just like couldn't, <laughs> just had nothing. But again, oh. you live and you learn. Yeah, for sure. And then it was event five. Event yeah. five was so fun to watch. Yeah, that was the event that I was looking forward to the most. Like, so I love a handstand push up or a strict handstand push up. So, um, and I'm really lucky. So, one of the gyms I train at in West Van, they do a lot of strongman stuff. So, they have, or two of the coaches do. So, they have all the, the big D balls, they have the yoke. Um, what was the other thing? They don't have the heavy kettlebells, but they have kind of farmer carry handles that I've done before. Um, and so, yeah, that was the workout I was looking forward to the most the whole weekend. And I just had to make sure because I knew I could do well in it. So I probably paced it a little bit too much because I didn't want to blow up like I did the day before. <laughs> and that's the thing with a handstand push-up, right? Like as soon as they go, like that's it. Yeah. yeah they're gone so yeah. I was like I probably paced it a little bit too much but yeah doesn't matter hmm. didn't matter I think the person that finished so I finished seventh in that event and I think the person that finished sixth was like a whole minute in front of me so mm. it wouldn't have mattered anyway wow, that's so awesome awesome yeah. um yeah any other like highlights or challenges or anything else you want to share about with the <laughs> no I guess um like after the yoke carry so mm. I still have trouble with my right calf. So because so my left foot is the one that I ruptured my Achilles and I have to really warm up my calves. Otherwise they mm. get or my right calf because otherwise I overuse it and it gets really sore. So after the, that yoke carry workout, I hurt my right calf. So wow. after that, I couldn't even walk on it properly and I had to go to physio and they were trying to work it out. Um, and he gave me some great like, exercises for it and I was really nervous because I had the last workout was rowing which was fine but it had 100 double unders and that's what like sometimes like that that's what normally gets my calf when it gets sore um but so that was like the most nerve-wracking was going into that workout so I probably rode a little bit again and I probably pasted a little bit too much but I really didn't want to jeopardize my calf like I didn't want to be so out of breath and so fatigued that like my calf wasn't getting like enough blood flow and enough like recovery before the skip the skipping so mm. but it was okay um luckily it was just sore for a week afterwards yeah <laughs> that's really awesome. impressive just considering you're like just one year removed from yeah you know like surgery basically right and then here you are at Torian Pro, you yeah. know, standing next to some of the heaviest hitters in the world. Like that just must have been incredible. It was like, like people keep asking me like what it was like and I can't, like I couldn't, I wasn't nervous before it because I couldn't imagine what it was going to be like. And even yeah. now I can't even really describe it because it feels like a dream. Like it feels like crazy that I was working out with these people. And right. like the event itself was just amazing, like how it was set up, how it was run, um, mm. just how smooth it was. The like everyone was lovely, like the people there was just like the other competitors. The like it didn't feel like a competition. You didn't have the like people like you weren't standing there with people like silent and not wanting to talk to you. And um, everyone was just like 
chatting away like you're all like yeah best friends like even though you'd only just met each other so that's the crossfit community though right that's it's like in every gym every box every competition right it's like you're all friends yeah exactly it was like this yeah semi-finals and you think people were gonna be so like you know like don't talk to me i need to concentrate but everyone was just yeah Trying I'm not sure if Tia needs to concentrate anymore. I feel like she's just on autopilot and does her I thing know. now. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> what was that like seeing her in person and, and actually like watching and her? And that's actually what I think I like the most because you see at the open or at quarterfinals, you see what all their scores are and you're like, that's really good. How's that even possible? Like, right. I don't think I physically could move like three minutes faster. And then right. when you see them in person, especially after doing the workout and the heat before them, so you know how hard you push, you know how hard you try, and then you watch them do it. You're like, she's just, like, totally different. Like, that's, like, I could never imagine being on that level. Like, I mean, it is her job and her career, and that's how she makes her money, and I do it for fun. Like, I don't get paid to do it. But just seeing her do it and how, like, just how beautiful everything was. Like, it wasn't, like... Mm she's just strong or she's just good at gymnastics or she's just fit. Like she's good at everything. Like she won every event. Like mm-hmm. it was, uh, and seeing her do it after you have done it, like you really appreciate how much work must've gone into that or how much, yeah, fitter they are. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's really cool seeing it in real life. That's cool. That's awesome. Would you, would you do it again? If you got a yeah. chance next year, like if you go through, okay. I think so. Yeah. 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 That was my question. Like, what's next? What's next? Yeah, I know. Well, right now, um, like I had a couple of weeks off and I worked out on Saturday and my body was sore for like three days everywhere. Um, and, yeah, I was like, this is why people don't have time off. <laughs> yeah. Or why when people, it's hard for, like it's, it gives you more appreciation for your clients when they come back, um, how uh, hard it is to come back. But um yeah, I think I was originally going to do like Can West in July, but I'm glad I didn't end up entering that. I just want to have like a couple of months where, so the last few months leading up to it, you do like I did a lot of training by myself um, and I couldn't be as flexible with like jumping in on other people's workouts or doing a mm. class workout. And that's kind of the stuff you miss at the end. So the next couple of months is more just about what I want to do and having fun and working on like corrections so working on still like I have a bit of a hip shift because of my foot and um just little things like that like cleaning up things like that getting stronger so I can do 10 legless rope climbs easier um things like that so like the first like especially for summer too like have more fun spend more time outside do things in the gym that like more bodybuilding less like go 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 like you got to do this workout as hard as you can mm time because sometimes you just want to go in and do something and I don't want to try I just want to like you just want to move you just want to have fun um so doing more things with friends um and then I'll probably I say I'll give myself two months but I'll probably after a month be like okay I need to like (laughs) I don't feel like I'm getting better or I need like I like goals so I guess that's why I do this and why it's kind of got me where I am like I like seeing myself improve so I feel like after a month of not like doing like bits and pieces here and there and not realizing how much you're progressing, I think I'll want something more like standard or 
programmed mm. to be a gay. Um, but yeah, nothing really. Like I'd love to do maybe like a fun competition near the end of the year. The hard thing is, is that um, so because I was in a Oceania semi-final, like I've had a lot of like free invitations to do big events in New Zealand and Australia. So I got offered mm. like, a big competition in New Zealand and then like down under and like a big competition in Australia. So I've got like free entry in those competitions. But because I don't live there, uh, I'm not going to go there just for a CrossFit competition. Um, so that's kind of hard. But so like I would do something kind of like that. I They do have way more competitions like that down there in like Australia hmm. and New Zealand, I feel, than they do here. Um, it's also a lot cheaper. Like my sister, my brother and sister did that CrossFit competition. It cost them fifteen dollars each. Like I could yeah. not imagine doing a competition that costs fifteen dollars. Like it's uh, different yeah. down there. But awesome. yeah, awesome. hopefully some competing, but just yeah. doing some fun stuff for now. Awesome. You deserve that. It's been a hard year of recovery and training and yeah. all of that. A fun summer. Yeah. Um, you sh you shared some really great advice for gym owners and supporting a competitive athlete. Maybe as kind of a final question, any advice for um, athletes looking to get into the competitive side um, of the sport? Yeah, I guess um, for me, the biggest things that pushed me forward was um, – not like shying away from working on your weaknesses. Like normally that's like obviously your least favorite thing to train because no one likes to go into the gym and feel like they're doing crap um, or feel like they're weak at something. So really like focusing on prioritizing that. Um, it doesn't have to be every session, but making sure you're doing, you're hitting those weaknesses once mm -hmm. or twice a week. And then also getting a coach that I think that's kind of, if there was one thing, it's getting a coach that like is almost more excited for your progress than you're like than you are, or just as excited mm -hmm. that you feel like is like there and wants you to get like achieve your goals and get to where you are. Uh, having someone in your corner is the biggest thing because again, mm -hmm. not every day you're gonna want to train, but having someone there that like is motivating you or that like personally like I don't want to let him down because I know how much time and effort he's put into writing me this program that like I want to put into it the most that I can to get out of it the most that I can I don't want to half-ass it on behalf of me and behalf of him um so it's the accountability too but feeling like you're supported is is big and like trusting that program like knowing that hey there yeah, this person has my best interests in heart at heart I'm going to do exactly what they say because I know that they want the best for me rather than, oh, they're just writing me whatever they want to write me because, like, that's all they have time for. Like, so really finding someone that's, like, a great coach that supports you is uh, was probably, like, the biggest takeaway from that. It doesn't even have to be a coach. It could be a training partner. Um, yeah. But a coach was, like, what helped me the most. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Oh, it was so great to have you on today, Chloe. No problem. It was good to be on. Thank so you. Excited. I rambled yeah. a little bit. It was great. <laughs> uh, we're looking Thank forward you. to seeing seeing the next year of competition stuff and following yeah. along with all that stuff. And and definitely we're gonna keep cheering you on. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, I clapped over top of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
Awesome. I only cut four minutes into your nap time. <laughs> oh, no, that's fine. I'm not even that tired. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jack, that's, that was awesome. Oh, my gosh. What a cool experience. Yeah, that's I so know. cool. Yeah. I wonder, we are, we're doing comp training at campus. We've got uh, six of us going to Can West. Um, oh, would you be interested in maybe coming out and joining us for a session sometime between now and Can West? Yeah, sure. What, when is that? Like what day? A weekend? Uh, well, Can West is the middle of July. So like the 15th yeah. to the 17th. And we do our training, uh, Wednesday night, uh, Friday night, and then Sunday morning. Okay. Yeah. And it's I just like two hour training sessions, but it would be, it would be cool. I mean, A, you could come join us for a training session if you're feeling up to it. Uh, but B, it'd just be cool to get your insights and like, you know, uh, background on like what it was like to go to a competition because everybody that's going to the competition, this is really like their first in-person thing. So yeah. like what to expect, what it is, like that would just be you know yeah. super helpful for them just to hear like it's so fresh for you. Yeah. And a lot of people don't eat enough. So that's a big thing as well. Like, yes. I think that, I think that's a good, be good to kind of even sprinkle that in somehow to them yeah. sooner than later, just about that, that part of the training. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, a lot of, and that's what I also when I went and stayed with Matt, he was like, we ate all the time. I don't think I've ever ate so much in my life, and um, just how important. And I felt so much better, and when I was training, like when we would have the sessions, I just have so much more energy. Um, yeah. And because a lot of people, especially when you're doing a competition, because you're nervous, so you're like burning off more energy, and you're pushing harder, mm -hmm. and so your body mm -hmm. is like exhausted. So like getting it from that like fight or flight mode to like rest and digest like with mm -hmm. by eating like after your mm -hmm. event is so important even that's though you're point. not hungry because you're so nervous but that's also why you just you need, need fuel to, right you need to get in the day you need fuel yeah. yeah you need to get on whatever you can yeah yeah gummy candy yeah yeah and that's the thing <laughs> but that's the thing like it doesn't have to be healthy like you don't want vegetables and stuff you want like I've never drunk, like, really had Gatorade before, but, like, things like Gatorade and, like, um, yeah, like, bars and, like, yeah, yeah. Like candy between events and things like that. Like, just anything sugar with carbs and sugar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Well, awesome. Right. It was nice. It was great getting to see you again, Chloe, and thanks for sharing Yeah, everything. you too. No problem. Yeah.